everybody. Welcome back to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, I'm here with Akuvo Vicus and Serene Dragon, as always. We are doing episodes uh, 38. 38 to 41. Yeah. Yes. yes. You got it right. Okay. Congrats. Okay. Oh. Got in one, baby. All right. So um, just as a heads up, we're going to be covering things uh, fairly quickly up front because the uh, end episodes of this are a huge dump of information. Uh, so if it seems if it seems like I'm blitzing through the first episode, it's because I am. These episodes <laughs> also, like are they're, they're all connected, but the last episode has the plot that the other three don't basically. Yeah, we yeah. were complaining about these episodes just the last couple sessions being like no plot. And now, so the series heard that, and they're like, "Okay, fuck you." (laughs) (laughs) Too much, too much plot, too much plot. Slow down. (laughs) And uh, if you hear a fan from either myself or Kuvo, we apologize, but our our states are on fire, literally. (laughs) So we cannot open our windows. So we have to have fans on because we live in a hell country. So that being said, (laughs) let's get started with our first episode. Um, So we cut to. Gilmore, who is, or it starts with just a rocket going to space. There's a big parade for a Soviet hero. Made Don't it worry, to space. this they doesn't matter. It's yeah. Yuri Gagarin. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's Yuri Gagarin. Um, and then there's a surgery happening with a bunch of surgeons complaining, like, "Oh, can they just celebrate somewhere else?" <laughs> we only sent like a man to space. Come on. <laughs> Come on, it's not that big a deal. And then uh, we see young Gilmore, who has uh, wilder hair than I could have possibly imagined. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, yeah. it's oh, like- his schnoz is so good, too. <laughs> Especially because he has a surgical mask over it for half the episode. Mm-hmm. He's got like a mid-back mullet going on. <laughs> also, if Gilmore can get his mask over his damn nose, you can too, motherfucker. I saw like three people with their nose hanging. It's like having your dick hanging out over the front of your underwear. What the fuck are you doing? Okay, So they go to space and... Uh, um, uh, the big thing here, though, is there's an operation happening, and Gilmore like has brought in the perfect fake heart he designed, you know, or something, and explains to the surgeon, "Well, it'll work fine as long as you follow the damn procedures, basically." And the surgeon's like, "Well, you aren't you cocky? I, I imagine they would have better people out of the Soviet Science Academy, because that's Gilmore, where he's from, by the way. Surprise, <laughs> he's Soviet. Yeah, Gil- Gilmore's a Soviet, which is not." Yeah, not expected. Uh, So it fails, and Gilmore is despairing, as he is one to do. Uh, Another character shows up, Professor Brown, and just says, here's the perfect fake heart. I'll show you the actual one. And... Like Gilmore looks at it, and it's like, what the fuck? This is way better than the one I had. This technology is unbelievable. Yeah, like, this is wild. And then he explains, I'm Professor Brown. Gilmore's like, you were dead. What are you talking about? And... Shocking no one, Professor Brown is recruiting for Black Ghost right now. <laughs> like he, he's got the Black is. Ghost sunglasses monocle? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's custom yeah. made. My, my funny thing is, this guy apparently is a Nobel Prize winner. How many Nobel Prize winners have faked their own death to work for evil super villains? <laughs> oh, more than you would think. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> you mean the chaos animals. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we cut to the first inklings of the cyborg project. Uh, it is zero zero two getting shot at in a sweet green outfit. Uh, they do, however, call him zero zero one at this point in time, which Weird. is so prudent. So I had some they questions didn't here. Start with <laughs> to, the baby. To interrupt, I got some questions here. We see Yuri Gagarin going to space. That was what early nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought like two was from before World War Two. 
Like they said it was like 50 plus years ago that he was turned yeah, into a cyborg. I guess a bit after. They've been pretty wibbly wobbly about like post World War and all that. They really have. I mean, we know that um, 4 was like. In the Bur- Cold War. Yeah, well, like Berlin before the wall. Yeah. Like came down. <laughs> so it. it their, their time is weird. Time is weird. Okay. I just won't think about it too hard then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the correct response. Uh, so then we have this uh, montage of Gilmore getting too into the classic nasty man sciences, like starting to be like, oh, what about psychics? Oh, what about this? Ah, what about this? And talking about how he is uh, willing to throw away his morality at this point for progress, more or less. Like he is, he has fallen into the classic trap that I don't know if anyone actually ever has of, well, I just... <laughs> I just gotta improve the technology. Just gotta do science, uh, man. The siren I must, song. I must do science. Open heart surgery um, apparently is the weed of the, <laughs> the <laughs> evil. Yeah, plan. it's just a good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do one heart surgery and then you're just like, I need to operate on someone. Then it's all <laughs> like, like baby just, clones I'm, with psychic powers. After I need that. to make like, a baby. Just go downhill. <laughs> and speaking of which, uh, they show a little bit of the like psychic project like they're teaching and raising kids to do psychic stuff and mind reading and tell the future and all this stuff because black ghost is you know yes like to branch out for the, that's black they, ghost, they just baby. do that's what they do uh and they explain a powerful psychic would raise the whole cyborg unit it would be great if we had a cyborg um so then also when they're showing this uh we see zero zero one as a baby uh, and has a helmet on and all this stuff, and is apparently like currently the peak of the psychic division. Like they're just like this baby is unreasonably powerful, and, and we don't know why. He's the baby of Doctor Gamo, who is going to come yes. up quite a lot. Yeah, this is the doctor who is the who is spearheading the psychic operation more or less. And uh, as um, Gilmore and another scientist who I don't think is named Don't are talking in another room like wa- watching into it and is just kind of like oh hey why are we operating on a baby and he's like oh well that's that's this guy's son that's that's actually the doctor's son and he's like wait he's giving away his like he's giving his son away that seems pretty rough and he's like and then the other guy's just like since when do you have morals giving his away his son is just a career move what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah, he's like, he used to be cool he's selling his son to black ghost to fund his psychic research project yep yep yes <laughs> yep um then in the operating room, 001 starts spinning around a bunch of tools, and then his dad yells, stop it, and he puts them all away very nicely. Uh, 001, we finally learn <coughs> the real name of 001, and it's Ivan, yeah. and it's very his, good. His full name is Ivan Whiskey, if yes. you missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> so we have Ivan here, Ivan, who is permanently a baby, <laughs> Ivan, who will never be a man, which is one of the funniest things, a baby forever named Ivan. <laughs> so um, at this point, uh, I can't even remember what it, it happened. Oh, it's when they're operating on, um, was it six or seven? One of, one of the big, the big man I, has the rock. Five. Five. Yeah. And um, so he just basically like goes into an operation fugue. <laughs> like he just is like, like nothing could stop me. I just needed to operate. I needed to do stuff. I, I think it's, it's actually it's he builds two, three, and four and just like, you know, like in a in a fugue. So he never did any crimes. <laughs> it was just the fugue talking. <laughs> is basically yeah, yeah, what yeah. he says here. 
Um, and so we immediately see 003 trying to run out of the base because he created a psychic robot, and that's a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, and uh, they get carpet bombed. 002 flies through, grabs her, uh, etc. 3 is like realizing, like, oh god, I have super hearing and vision, I can't explain it. And 002 is like, yeah, that's probably your power, it's fine, I can fly, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like, zero, zero, 002, for the record, takes all of this very well. Yeah. I mean, if you woke up and had the ability to fly, that'd be fucking sweet. Yeah. Be yeah. It'd, be, it'd be pretty tight. <laughs> um, so, like, right at the last second when a bunch of tanks are closing in, uh, zero, zero, 004 shows up at the nick of time to save them all in a classic four move. Uh then 001 calls out to them, as in the actual 001 baby, Ivan, uh, and lets them know, like, hey, they're just testing you, by the way. Like, you need to fight to survive, but they abs- you aren't breaking out. <laughs> like, kinda. Uh, and then we finally have the first bro move, uh, where 2 decides to scoop up 4 and have him shoot missiles. Yep. Uh, and we also are now introduced to the fact that early on, which I think they mentioned this before, I want to say, passively. Yes. That they did. 004, at first, had agonizing pains whenever he used his weaponry, considering he basically had to break his own fucking leg every Snap time to fire a missile. Like, yeah, they, they say it's a mutation for, in the central nervous system, his, but that's just like, I don't know, yeah, weird limb things going he on. He took his leg off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, like, the whole idea of... Like, did you leave the nerve endings in and, like, leave them as if they were supposed to never open? Like, you designed it to open... Regardless. It's the Logan oh. hurts every time <laughs> thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so now so then we, we get cut a back into is, Yeah, now yeah. this is five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as they're operating on five, um, they pull in the artificial heart, and it's not the one Gilmore wanted. Um, and in... One of the most beautiful displays of corporate meddling fucking up everything. (laughs) Um, Basically, he's just like, hey, this isn't the one we ordered. This one has all sorts of flaws and problems with it. Like, we can't use this. And another guy in the room's like, no, like, all three of those dudes up there are from the corporation that make this heart. And they paid us a fuckload of money to use it and prove that it's good. So you're going to use it. And Gilmore's like, wait, but that's 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 insane. I'm putting... I'm putting value in capital over human lives. Oh my God, I'm becoming a capitalist. And then he has a revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, literally Gilmore realizes he's becoming a capitalist and instantly collapses. (laughs) He has, to be fair, he has like a minute long, like inner dialogue with like his old self, the one who went into like the fucking science view. Mullet. Let's call him Mullet Gilmore. Yeah, Mullet Gilmore, Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. He talks with Mullet Gilmore for a bit, and Mullet Gilmore's and like, how could you, like... The discussion is great. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, a crisis of consciousness, and old Gilmore says, like, stop it, don't be a pussy, this is for science, do it for science. He's like, but human life. And yeah, so he well, The out. best part is, the opening is, after Gilmore basically says, like, we can't use this heart, it has so many flaws and problems, like... I don't want to put this in. And then you just have young Gilmore off to the side being like, but if you follow the surgical procedures, there won't be any problems, right, bitch? And then like, Gilmore's just like, God damn it, I did say that exactly. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <Got me. laughs> and yeah, uh, just completely panics, passes out. 
and uh, no one knows how to se- seal a wound properly, which is how five is covered in uh, scars, I guess. Because yeah, when they bring him in, he's not covered before. in scars. Yeah, they just surgery. Five they're also had like surgery. the weirdest looking six pack ever when they showed him like kind of naked on the operating table. Yes. It was like orbs where his abs should be. <laughs> it's very weird. strong. Very strong. Orbs are strong. Um, and now we have a very quick moment of six and seven when they got scooped up. Uh, six was celebrating some grand event at his restaurant and just doing fire breathing. Mind you, He's not a cyborg at this point. No, he's he just, just doing it for fun. Takes a mouthful of alcohol and a candle and is like doing party tricks uh, and burns down his entire place. <laughs> burns down the restaurant. This is just like um, a comedy of errors here. It is. Yeah, he burns down his restaurant because he gets too wasted during the celebration. And then he's like, well, at least I have my dining hall. And then like an employee runs up and is like, actually, someone got food poisoning and they're closing it down. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, at least I have my pig farm so I can, you know, live off the revenue from my pig farm. And then someone else runs up and goes, all the pigs got out. Also, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, a black ghost guy just comes up and kind of snatches him off the ground. (laughs) Um, And then Seven is one of the funniest shits. I fucking love Seven. (laughs) (laughs) So we cut to Seven fucking wasted at a bar. Well, first they show him like doing a great acting scene and then it like cuts. I think I think it might be a match cut. I'm not giving like a monologue and it pulls out and it was like in his mind because he's drunk at a bar and just imagining it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, more or less, he has a big thing and he just explains like I went from being the greatest actor in the world to an alcoholic. (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing, really. Yeah. Uh, And I think my favorite part of this may have been when during his unbelievable exposition, which was just speaking in Shakespearean English and refusing to do anything else. The lady at the bar says, Make like Robinson Crusoe and get lost, which is one of the funniest lines. Just incredible. Like, who is that for? Who, who is that for? Obviously for uh, theater majors, apparently. Right. I guess for us, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> damn. Um, and uh, yeah, so Gilmore just basically like, at this point, you know, has to, I have to snap out and do something about this. You know, I have to snap out of it. Um, and he just gave all of the cyborgs a power up so that they could break out, including, uh, and then we cut to the end of the episode where it's just everybody outside and it's the first episode of zero, zero, one telling nine to wake up. So now we are caught back up with the story. Yeah. And so that's Um, how Gilmore happened. And that's how Gilmore happened, and he never did anything wrong, and he's totally blamed. Like, you know, you know. Here's the thing: though. Gilmore does admit he fucked up. Is the thing, so I can give him a pat. Like, Gilmore's never like, "Oh, actually, what I did in Black Ghost was great." You're all wrong. Like, he's always like, "God, I fucked up so bad." Yes. <laughs> but, no, thinking of thinking about but, it, Seven's a uh, story. Back in the episode when Seven had his own uh, episode with the mm-hmm. woman in the action, he said that like he got the part for the major theater or whatever, and then like on the way there, Black Ghost took him, and that's how he became a cyborg. But this episode contradicts that. He says that like he that up. Yeah, he it's this episode said like he was already a major actor. So I wonder if he was just lying at the bar because he was drunk or he lied in the first episode. I'm willing to bet he lied in the first episode because like (laughs) if if you had to tell everybody I was the greatest actor in London and I was ruined at my you know in my prime by unforeseen forces, or would you rather tell them I was one of the great actors and then I was just 
fucking worthless. <laughs> I was just a total lush. Couldn't do anything. And then they grabbed me. Like, <laughs> I think you just leave that part out, yeah. right? Like, you're just like, I was an actor, open bracket, ellipses, close bracket, <laughs> and then Black Ghost took me. <laughs> Get rid of that citation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so episode, yeah, that's episode one. Yeah, episode 39. Uh, we see a statue of not Lennon falling. There are people in the crowd cheering. Uh, we see these cloaked people in trench coats walking very conspicuously. Um, a girl drops her bear and a woman picks up to give it to her. And then the girl is freaking out because this woman has like terrible leather skin. Like she, I, She's meant old. to be old, but like, yeah, she just <laughs> looks it really looks like creepy. Beef jerky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, it's basically like uh, in the episode of Cowboy Bebop where there's a small child who doesn't age and they shoot him in the head with a magic gem. Yes. When yeah. he, it's like halfway between him being a child and being a dead dust mummy. It's like three quarters of the way to dust mummy. That too. Yeah, Yeah, so anyway, uh, at Gilmore's nine is saying Black Ghost isn't dead and we see a flashback to the other episodes where they said Black Ghost isn't dead just in case we didn't get that. Yeah, there are like 10 episodes where it happened and this takes like a minute too. Yeah. (laughs) Five again says, oh, we may have to fight him forever. Uh, We cut to six and seven. They're closing down the restaurant for the night. They're all depressed because of the black ghost attacks, apparently. I don't know what's happening with that. They never go into detail. Um, A guy comes into the restaurant when someone's about to close up and, like, he's hurt and kind of passes out in seven's arms. But, like, he says, like, don't bring an ambulance. It's like, the men from Black Ghost chased me. And then he passes out. So six and seven bring him to Gilmore's. Gilmore's trying to help him. Uh, three wonders who he is because he's a human and not a cyborg and that's weird mm. um the guy wakes up and then like they're like oh well, you're alive you're awake now and then his neck just starts getting crushed and gilmore thinks that's a convulsion i'm like dude you're like a medical doctor do you not see like the his hand necks? prints on his neck <laughs> yeah so he like, starts it's floating. actually pretty visceral yeah he starts floating above the bed with like his spine arching and everything and eventually his neck snap and he dies and this uh, is all on screen, by the way. This show just, like, force chokes yeah. and kills this guy right there. <laughs> yeah, he gets Vader. Yeah. Four kids. Yeah, like, he gets he gets Vader, and Vader's not even in the room. Like, banned. Yeah. Banned. That's way too good. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to ban quite a few characters from the roster, actually. <laughs> yeah, so one yeah. says it's psychokinesis, and three senses that something's outside. It's the dolphin, but it's not the dolphin. It's the other model of the dolphin, the black phantom. That's the sportier version. Way cooler sounds cooler. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they leave and the cyborgs get in the dolphin and they chase the thing. Um, Gilmer is looking at the medallion that the man had because um, he had this necklace thing. And it's like a transmitter, apparently. It had a radio in it. So Nine holds on to this. so they decide to keep it in their secret base with right. them where it never will let anyone find them. Right? You dummies. <laughs> it's so yeah, bad. That's, yeah, that just goes straight into a Faraday cage. But yeah, Nine decides <laughs> well, to hold worry, on to it. Don't worry, it'll be useful in a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, the MacGuffin yeah. needs to be kept for later. So <laughs> yeah. um, the only other thing that they had on the guy was that he had a bus ticket that was from St. Petersburg. So Gilmore's saying, oh, I'm not surprised. That's Russian. And so they head towards St. Petersburg. Uh, Gilmore has this like, kind of monologue where he wonders if they could be him. And we get him. a flashback to the previous episode with, I call him Asimov. I don't remember what his first name is because Asimov is a real name, whatever his first Gamo name was. Gamo is not a real name. Yeah. <laughs> so, But it's the same dude if I call him that, sorry. Uh, I do like that in this series, Asimov is violently against robotics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Psychics are the it's way of the future. Detail. Which, to yeah. be fair, is... Actually, he did write also a fair Asimov. Number. Yeah, he wrote a fair yeah, number of short yeah, stories yeah. about psychics. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and while so Gilmer is having this monologue, one is just kind of staring at him. Uh, we got the St. Petersburg uh, 
they're all walking around in pairs. Like two and five are walking around, and five is standing out because he's like eight feet tall, and, and two gives him shit for it. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to skip ahead a bit. Um, they eventually start hearing voices in their head, and that they know it's telepathy. And so three and nine start heading to this museum. Uh, the voice says that she's been waiting for them, and they ask her what she wants. But she's like, "This is I'm here on an order of black ghosts, and I'm not going to tell them anything. Just uh, I don't want to hurt them yet. I just want to talk to you." So she tells them, like, listen, I'm here to tell you, you've got to return the Black Ghost. I will overlook the betrayal. Like, seriously, he wants you back. You're a great talent. Um, <laughs> nine like, <laughs> yeah, Nine, of course, makes a big deal of saying, no, dude, I told you last week. Stop calling me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I blocked your number. Why do you have a new one? Stop it. I don't decide, like, I get recruiters from Facebook every week asking me to fucking join Facebook. And I'm like, no, dude, it's the same. It's the same. There's no difference between Black Ghost and Facebook. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, three ask her, why, like, why are you working for Black Ghost? You must be a cyborg like us. And she's like, she can't answer because she has no memories. Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. Have no memories. Now evil. Yep. Uh, so they eventually spot a woman with long blonde hair. and So, so just... for the record, this woman looks like a Pokemon gym leader. Yes, she does. <laughs> her hair is down to her butt and in like a perfect bob. Yeah, they all kind of look like Pokemon characters. Yes. But... Yeah. yeah. Sabrina's so the other one. They spot her and they immediately know that she's the person that's being telepathy. Who knows how, but yeah. One butts in and says like, listen, you all got to leave immediately. Go head to this bridge. It's important. And we so all the need to... Of... Go straight together to the same place. I'm not going to tell you why, but go. Go right now. Yeah, one well, never really explains anything. They just kind no. of defer to the baby's judgment. Which it's yelps. true. They're it's very true. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the woman in front of them disappears, and they cut to the bridge, and all the cyborgs are there. Uh, they wonder what one was talking about because they didn't really get any info from him. Uh, Seven wonders if it really was one, and one's voice talks to them in their own minds, and it turns into that woman's voice. And, oh, no, it, it was a It's a, a different woman, actually. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, whatever. doesn't matter. It's They're they all tricked. So. <laughs> it's a trap. They all look up onto the roof, and there's four people sitting there. Um, we see the woman from before with the long blonde hair. Her name is Lena. Uh, there's an older woman with darker hair and, like, the silver bug eyes that four the has. The number four name. eyes. Yeah. And her name is Genkai, and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. It's She's doing the Genkai voice, like, dead ass. Yep. This character, like, uh, we already had... Oh, not Medusa. Hera. Who actually was it? it Hera. Hera. With yeah. the same voice actress. Hera, yeah. It's the same vo voice actress doing the same voice yep. on the record. Yeah. With the same look, is, too, yeah. honestly. Same eyes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Her name is really Mai, but whatever you can call her, Genka. Um, the younger, there's a younger kid with like these really big eyes. Uh, his name is Phil. And then there's an older dude with like swish hair and a stupid ass cape. And his name is Kane. <laughs> his name is Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pretty shy. He has yeah. the black hair, red highlight thing going on. <laughs> yep. uh, so Nine asks who they are. Uh, Linda says, like, we work for Black Ghost. That's all I'm telling you. Seven immediately starts like taunting them, calls them like your pawns in his game. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm only, only going to be able to fight Kane because I'm not going to fight women and children. And then so Kai. Or, or Maya says that like that's rude you guys are rude and Six is like we're not yeah. all rude it's just two he's the rude one and there's a fantastic <laughs> shot of like two just kind of looking straight ahead not realizing he just what? got super dunked on he, he kind of has this look and he's like oh <laughs> like hey yeah, hey man I didn't say like, anything this time what are you doing <laughs> It was the rare instance of two being like, hey, man, uncalled for. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> 
<laughs> it's a really funny scene. Um, so Phil starts using telepathy and throws a rock at two, and this, of course, sets two off because he has a zero temper. Um, they start teleporting around, uh, or sorry, Phil starts teleporting around and gets he punches two and whatever. They start fighting. It doesn't matter. So, so you know how every time they fight a new set of people, they have a first fight where they don't use teamwork and they get beat up? Yeah. That's this fight. That's this fight, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stupid shit like... Two tries shooting a gun, but if they blow the gun up in his hand, then Seven turns himself into a saber-toothed tiger and then gets his mouth stretched. By psychic powers. Yeah, the one cool thing is, like, apparently no one cared about Five, so he shoulder checks one of these dudes. (laughs) He's the only one who gets anything in. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, like, everyone else is trying this wild shit or projectile weapons or anything, everything, and he's just like... No. Want to just runs yeah, in he just runs in and just shoulders this dude, somebody. yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's got very good uh, Loki getting slammed by the Hulk energy. Yes. <laughs> just, just, I'm going to get you with my mind powers and trick. Why are you hitting me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, uh, there's a, also another dumb scene. Uh, Nine starts chasing Kane, and like. Kane can teleport. Nine has his wee thing, so they just keep teleporting behind each other for like five minutes. <laughs> so Kane, it's so like Kane is not a cyborg, and he doesn't have an accelerator mode. He's just able to psychic himself as fast as Nine's accelerator mode goes. Because it's like the Flash. The only yes. villains they can think of to rival the Flash are ones that also have super speed. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Nine asks him, like, listen, why are you working for Black Ghost? And then Kane's like, I love to fight. I am evil. I love fighting. It's great. I just gets have me a, a violence boner. Yeah. I love murder. <laughs> uh, he does bring up the point that they're not cyborgs. So without their psychic yeah. powers, they're no match for the cyborgs. And they know that. He He's just like, we have to face mortality every day. That's what makes it fun. I have a constant fear erection. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's- Favorite Kiwi's Playhouse, that's the word of the day, fear action. <laughs> um, there's some more bullshit here. Four tries shooting, and then Phil neos the bullets and stops them. So, of course, he tries the missile, and that doesn't work either. So, four's out of ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny because, like, he shoots the bullets, they all get stopped, and he's like, I mean, I'll try the missile. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not. I mean, I only have two things I do. It's finger guns or the leg missile. I'm out, you know? I'm out of ideas. (laughs) Might as well check, you know? But this works not because of what he did, but just because the kid runs out of batteries. Yeah. Um, God, there's, there's a lot of fighting here. It doesn't really matter. Eventually, Phil tries attacking four and five, but he teleports out because, like, he's hurt for some reason. He suddenly, so, like, grips his chest like this is taking a lot of energy for some reason, which, yeah. spoilers, it is. Yeah, so Mai and Lena go over and, like, oh, no, he's at his limit, and they teleport him out. Uh, and we see a quick shot of his hand has turned back into that, like, beef jerky, super wrinkly, bony stuff. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Uh, we cut back over the nine. He's been using us as we fighting too much, so now he's on fire. He's, like, smoking. Um, Kane says, like, I hate chasing you, but I know that if you burn out your accelerator mode, then I can just e- get easy hits on or something. Uh, yeah, well, like, he decides to expose it. Like, like well, when I'm using psychokinesis, I'm not so accurate. And I'm like, dude, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> Don't dude, give your secret away. Dude, yeah. no, dude, the other no. part, too, <clears throat> and he also, he's like, also, I will never tire out or wear down. I have no kind of limit to my abilities. Spoilers. This is a lie. <laughs> this is not, this is not see, even a little true. That's true, though. It's good to bluff. But then telling yeah. him a weakness? It's like, no, don't don't tell your enemy the weakness. Just bluff, you idiot. <laughs> These guys need to read, like, a few episodes of just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and just figure yeah, out how you those see, I need work. To, 
I need to make it believable, so I tell them one weakness. <laughs> Two weaknesses and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Kane starts blasting Nine for a bit, and then suddenly he has a headache, and one is telling Nine to run. Um, so Kane... one is apparently attacking his surgical scars, which he has. Like, yeah. He's basically just trying to crush his brain, yeah. is what he is what they're yeah. saying in nicer words. Yeah, uh-huh. I feel that he could. One has, like, shown time and time again that, like, he can, like, has crazy, like, telepathy powers and can, like, crush. I, I guess they have counter-telepathy. Well, well, no, but we know he can teleport inanimate objects. He could literally just put a knife in this guy's brain. True. Yes. <laughs> As I said before, one, if he wasn't such a baby, he could be by far the most powerful. Yeah. Yep. Um, but Kane gets a message from the, I think it was Mai, saying that uh, yes. Phil is uh, reverting, so he teleports out and leaves. Uh, we see a quick montage while the cyborgs hurt, getting themselves back up. Um, Gilmore asks one, like, how he got them to leave, and again, here's where he says he put pressure on the scars yeah. in his head. Um, Which is like, Gil- Jesus, dude. Yeah, Gilmore's like, do you know who it was? And one is silent and just kind of stares at Gilmore. I mean, that's one for you, never telling anyone anything. I'm right. asleep, thanks. <laughs> Uh, Gilmore says they both know who it is behind it, the scenes, and of course it's Asimov. And we cut to Asimov looking at the four psychic people. They're in these, like, pod tube things, and, like, he's, like, saying he's got to repair them, and we see Phil's age problem, like, restoring, so, like, his skin is becoming better because he's using aloe lotion or something. Asimov is also in, like, a floating hover bean. He looks like he's in, like, that seat thing that, like, MODOK flies yes. around in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the episode ends. Oh, we get a new ending? Oh, there's this like, fucking uh, ending. Oh, it's bad. There's like English singing over weird pop ballad with guitars and a snare drum. And there's like photos of the cyborgs. It's really fucking strange. And there's they're, they're standing in front of like a really ornate cross in one of the shots too. It's yeah, really I, weird and get go, used to it. I can't believe I want them to go back to the really bad Eurobeat. <laughs> Like Cyborg 009, like, I don't even know. It, it feels like they were like, well, one of our endings has to have a cross in it. And Neo Neo Genesis Evangelion just happened. Yeah, like we have to have a cross. Like it's not anime if we don't. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's episode 39. Uh, episode. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah. It's time. Let's fucking go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Episode 40 starts with a recap, particularly the ugly psychics, uh, the dead guy, all the cyborgs are getting beat, the usual shit. Mm -hmm. We get a flashback of when Dr. Gamo, who is Asimov, he's Gamo in my notes, so... Sure, go for it. Name change. Uh, He's younger, and he's doing the psychic surgery on one that we saw two episodes. Yeah, and and the wife slash mom of Ivan is banging on the door, being like, no, don't do psychic (laughs) surgery on the baby! He did it in what appears to be a log cabin to make (laughs) one psychic. No, this is like Cookie Mama's don't do psychic surgery on the baby. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Back in the present, we learn that Gilmore is relaying one's origin story. Um, Gamo experimented on his son because he was so desperate to finish his research. Uh, These new psychics are clearly some newer models that were only completed recently. But why didn't they just kill us? Like everyone that does this yeah, to us. Yeah, he just leaves and doesn't kill us. You gotta have um, a certain sense of theatric flair. Like, you can't just mm-hmm. go cold-blooded murder a person with your psychic powers. Like, you gotta, like, announce that you're there and then say, haha, it's time to fight. Yes. And, you know. We will see you in three days with the cell- for the Cell games. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we cut back to the Black Phantom, or the Negadolphin. The uh, psychics are sitting in their, po- in their pods with uh, Gamma watching over them. 
We get a flashback <laughs> to him literally saying, you can't cut back on funding. Yes. Um, he doesn't say you'll regret this, but it's implied. It's implied by It's implied. Yeah. It's very implied. Yeah. He says, you can't cut back on funding, and then looks at his army of psychics. <laughs> um, but it turns out the money went to the cyborg project uh, and got taken out of the psychic project budget. Uh, he tried. He goes to uh, Doctor Brown and goes like, "I'll give you my own psychic son." And the do- and Brown is like, "Hmm, yeah, I'll Bro- do that." Brown's just doing the mental, baby doing the mental for math funding. for like the exchange rate on the baby. <laughs> like, so, I mean, you know, normally baby not worth much for a cyborg, but psychic baby. Mm, mm, now, now we're that, talking. Now we're getting mm. you know. So, so also, I think now's a good time to point out that Black Ghost has made literally every funding decision incorrectly from the beginning of the show yes. until now, yes. which I feel like is maybe the most accurate thing of any corporate structure. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> wait, we funded... Wait, why did we fund the program of the cyborgs that kept escaping and not the psychics that are apparently super chill with this whole thing? <laughs> oh, they're easier to brainwash. <laughs> oh, God. So we get the flashback to the operating room where he does his bit, where one does his big psychic thing again. Uh, and that's that's his backstory. So... Uh, Gamo is back in the present talking about how great his all of his psychics are. This and the next episode are just basically constant cuts to people explaining things. Yeah. So I'll do my best to uh, keep it moving along. Um, we cut to Lena, the blonde one in one of the ponds, dre- dreaming about a gigantic cyber war in a, refu- in a like ruined city. Welcome to Laser War. Pick your side. <laughs> it's, it's, just... it's like Hakuto no Ken future. It's like fucking yes. yeah, skyscrapers yeah, yeah. sideways and dust. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, I didn't want to be here. We cut back to Gilmore's beach house where everyone is like doing recon for these psychics. Four's like, you know, we could wait for them to come here, or we could just go fight them. And they're like, oh yeah, good plan. And then you skipped over the a minor of detail of two and seven as a bird high fiving in midair, which is very yes. important to me. Oh my god! And like, <laughs> seven says something like, uh, "Saw an American flying out here or something." Yeah, I saw like an American flying at the speed of sound or something. <laughs> Hell yeah! So the lightning American. <laughs> Um, so back on I the mean, if, if you could fly, <laughs> you would have to like share the joy with the one other person who can also yeah, fly. Yeah. Like I feel like this it's like if you made like if you and one other person ate the most delicious cake of all time and it could never be made again, yeah. you'd just be like, God, can we talk about the cake? Dude, you dude? Remember that shit? <laughs> Thinking about so, those cakes. <laughs> back on the Nega Dolphin, Phil is back to looking like a kid again, but he's saying that like my joints are fucking killing me. Um, Lena's, he, he storms off and is really an asshole to Lena, who then says that, I know he's my brother, but I don't remember why. And their memories are all just weird and fuzzy. Um, Shadow the Psychic, Kane, is basically like, I don't care about my memories. I just want to kill something. Um, yeah, he's, like, he's evil. Oh, go ahead. No, do, do you just think he's evil? Like, do, do you get that? Oh. <laughs> you think he's evil? I don't know. I, I don't get it. I think maybe he had false memories implanted by Black Ghost, and he's really just a nice boy underneath. Maybe, maybe. They're with Gamo now, and one of them's like, "So, Professor, are you saying you want to use your time travel, pa- the, our time travel powers, to deal with the cyborgs?" 
Just <laughs> yes, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Catholic. Welcome to this, this has not come up before now, but no. yeah. time no. travel. So it's apparently my can manipulate time. It's called warp sync powers. And says that they should use that to send the cyborgs to the, the past, the future. I don't give a fuck. Just, just, just not here. Not, not right <laughs> yeah, now. Not here, please. And also, by the way, you're using your psychic powers too much is what's turning you into a wrinkle man. So just, just FYI. Um, my says she'll yeah, send. Yeah, because well, th- th- there's this little bit of like he's like, yeah, use your sync warp powers, just displace that idiot through time, so we don't have to deal with any of them again. And then immediately, I can't remember. It's it's not Shadow. It's the tiny yeah, nasty no. man. It's the small no. one who's just like he's like, I want to use my powers to beat him. This is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he just goes on a rant of just like, yeah, I'm mad the doctor didn't choose me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna be a running theme of this episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Correct. both the guy psychics are just like whiny little babies about doing whatever they want yep. yeah <laughs> so Maya's like well I'll send them to the rat labyrinth and they're and all the cyborgs are like mm, ooh, yes the labyrinth <laughs> psychics yeah uh, psych- sorry <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get that wrong. <laughs> and Gamo's like the, the labyrinth what's that and she's like it's a time that exists outside of time and space and Gamo's like oh yeah that thing oh definitely you should yeah, send them there yeah my college years were crazy man <laughs> And oh yeah, yeah, pocket dimension. Yeah, I visited. It's Pretty very nice. clear <laughs> that he has no fucking clue what they're talking about. Um, yeah. At which point we cut to Lena and Maya alone, being like, "Yo, did did you know about the? How did you know about the labyrinth?" And she's like, "I don't fucking know how I knew about the labyrinth." <laughs> um, Gamo talks about how his time psychic is gonna ma- let him get back at Gilmore with this cool. We're we're gonna phase the flux capacitor. He took my funding. Yes, he's still yeah, he's, salty about he's it. Mad true. about that budgetary decision like thirty years ago. <laughs> Capitalists, man. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> so, so Lena and Mai are like really suspicious about if Gamo is just totally bullshitting them here about everything. And maybe they should stop listening to him. But Mai's like, no. And then that scene just ends. Um, no conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Back on the dolphin, we get three and nine talking about how it's like, yep, we're just doing all these plot points again. Just just feels like deja vu. It feels like fighting those uh, gods all over again, huh? Mm-hmm. And, and I only bring this up because nine has like, think of it like a spiral staircase. You go around and around <laughs> and get dizzy, but you're still making progress. And it's like, what? <laughs> nine, nine, what? Nine is not Joe, the smartest. <laughs> Joe, for the first time in his life, attempts to form a metaphor. <laughs> Wait, I've I've seen Seven do a bunch of these. Hold on. It doesn't work. <laughs> so suddenly the dolphin is caught in a psychic tractor beam, which pulls them onto yet another uncharted <laughs> island. So many of these these days. Yeah. So many uncharted <laughs> islands in this show. Um, there's a great crash landing on the beach where everyone, including the people who are standing up, are totally fine because seatbelts don't save lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> they see the cyborgs on the top of the cliff and Maya's like, hey, we need to bring them over here so that I can warp sync them. Because I have a force field out to help me warp sync them. and You never see this force field, by the way. Don't worry just, about it. It's just we have to get them in a specific spot, I guess. I will say, it is very funny. They've explained a couple times at this point, and this is the first time I think it like really starts coming up a bunch, and it'll be repeated a thousand times yep. from here. 
all their minds need to be in sync, sync for them to do minds. sync warp properly. <laughs> and that includes, at first I thought they meant the psychics needed to work together nope. to do it, but apparently that's not what it means. It means the cyborgs need to have their mind in sync so they all get sent at once. It's not but the she warper. can send someone alone. And also, it she does need the psychics to send them all, but she can do one alone. <laughs> it's, yes. Yeah. They tie themselves in pretzels for like the next five minutes of the show, trying, trying to, to explain, explain this, what's yeah. about to happen. And the whole next episode. So then we get a big fight scene, mostly with Phil and Kane. The cyborgs are losing as usual at first, and the, the ladies are like, oh, they're just working off their frustration because they weren't chosen to kill off the cyborgs. Um, but then suddenly, it's worth. She's she's correct. Yeah. She's right. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> then suddenly, the cyborgs start winning with the power of teamwork and one-liners. Um, a, uh, the teamwork <laughs> does kick ass, though. However, like they have nine. Do he's doing a Zwee fighting thing with Kane as he always does, yep. and. One time he vanishes and Kane looks over to the side and sees his back on the mountain. He's like, what a yes! dumbass. He didn't even go that far and runs up to him. And then Seven turns around and it's Seven's face on Nine's body. And he goes, just kidding, bitch. Look behind you. And Nine just decks him. Nine gets a weak ass punch, it's, it's pretty lame. But... It has no impact. Nine cannot throw a punch. But there's I like also, the move. There's also a great scene with uh, Phil. Like, Eight pulls the gun on Phil. And he's like, you're going to shoot me? That shit doesn't work. And then Eight, like, Superman, like, he just... Gets the gun thrown at him and it blows up in his he, face. So he yeah. throws the yeah, gun like, right yeah. as Phil explodes the gun, and that explodes the gun in Phil's face. And Phil's like, eh. <laughs> and then two comes up behind him, grabs him, but he bites two's nose because two's nose is like six feet long. Yes. Got him. That also happened earlier, not the bite, but when <laughs> when the psychics hit two with rocks to piss him off, specifically what they did is yes. took a pebble from underneath him and uppercut his schnoz. And he's like, motherfucker. Uncalled <laughs> for. Um, so at this point, one puts the brain clamps on them again. Um, and somehow in doing this, he reads their minds and realizes that they're going to do the time warp again. But he doesn't tell anyone that. Nope. Because he tells us, the viewer, for yes. dramatic tension. He, he tells the viewer, I know what their plans are now. Um, but then we immediately cut to all the other cyborgs in unison running over to the ridge, which is literally their plan. Which is a trap, yes. Oops. It's got good fun shui up there. Yeah. <laughs> So Nine, as we have the same conversation we have with every group of black ghost pawns, Nine proposes a truth. Lena's like, no, we want to beat you up. And then the cyborgs are like, join us. And then... No, no, no. Lena specifically says, and this is great because the reaction they have afterwards. She goes... Hey, I can read your minds. I know at least a good couple of you came up here specifically to kill us. You got so, bad like, vibes. don't give me this piece <laughs> shit. And then two and seven in the back kind of look at each other and shrug like, eh, she got us. <laughs> so the, the blah blah join us and it's like, no, come back to Black Ghost and they don't get anywhere. We're at an impasse. <laughs> so Kane and Phil start psychically blowing up the dolphin because Mai's like, they're falling into my trap. This will sink up the cyborgs' minds to try to save Gilmore and the baby. Yeah, you get like like shots of them like like thinking the same thing, like a bunch of them going, Oh no, the baby <laughs> And then it's like sinking their brains. Yes, and they're about to do the teleport out 
when one's like, Joe, accelerate! And apparently accelerating unsinks his brain from the rest of him, which makes, just fucks up the whole setup. It makes setup. his brain go faster, which, right. um, one... One explains one, that. One, there's no evidence that his acceleration <laughs> mode makes his brain so, any faster. I'm thinking about the uh, sinking part. If they made his brain faster, but his brain went faster at, like, a multiple of two, it would still be in sync. It would just be multiple of sync. Like, I'm thinking, like, sideways. Oh, we're talking about, like... Phase interactions yeah. of their mm-hmm. mind. So maybe he okay. has to go faster okay. in like a prime number to the original right. phase sync, and therefore go, go to oh, let me go five. faster by exactly. Oh, I'm going by four point seven three nine five times faster. Exactly. Yeah, how, Pick some irrational much? numbers. Pick like pi or something. <laughs> Joe, think about pi. No, no. How much faster is stopping time though? <laughs> right. Nine can literally just stop time. So how much faster is that? That must be a lot faster. Ugh. I mean, it was the thing of he thought it was multiple days between yep. uh, to whoever blink. It was yeah, number two was blinking or three was blinking and unblinking. Yeah. It was like multiple days. So if his measurement is somewhat accurate, that would be like I don't know, like twenty milliseconds over the course of three days. Extrapolate that yeah. out, like probably, a probably a bit, <laughs> like, quite a bit faster. I mean, he can't keep factor. that power because if he did, he could. It would just be broken. He could just, like, walk through people. I mean, he never remembers he has that power. True. He's probably actually blocked out the whole episode by this point. (laughs) So, uh, at this point, Mai's like, all right, change gears. I'm going to send Nine to the Fitty Zone first. Get him. I I can do that alone. Don't worry about brain sinking or anything like that. Let's just send him over, and then the others are easy pickings. Um, yeah, like she just recognizes immediately, like he doesn't, and she's like, "What the fuck? His brain's out of sync. Like it's going way faster. What the?" Yeah. <laughs> like- so they're like, "All right, go go chase him until he runs out of energy and his accelerator mode goes up." Um, it does on a beach across the island. Kane starts kicking the shit out of him. Um, and then Mai's like, "All right, step back. I'll send him to the fitty zone." <laughs> um, then. Kane punches nine and the amulet that hasn't been mentioned for about like 36 minutes of (laughs) runtime falls out of nine's pocket and Lena sees the the thing and yells, what's his name? Nicholas. 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 And that apparently sinks their mind because they're just both thinking about that locket. So, oops, both Lena and Nine get fitty zoned instead of just Nine, and that's <laughs> how the episode ends. Yep. Well, shit. <laughs> and if you thought that episode had a uh, lot in it... Oh my god, this next right. one is just huge. Tareen, I'm sorry that you got put on density I, duty I today, but I, you were... I got the short stick yeah. today. The long <laughs> stick, actually. Rather the very long <laughs> stick, yeah. <laughs> Episode 41, we open up with three going, Joe! As she does. Uh, Blonde psychically, I could not spell her name, so she's just blonde. Uh, Has been transported along with nine to the labyrinth. Phil is now old again, I'm not sure Except it's not actually the the labyrinth, No, we don't don't know that yet, but they they think they've transported them to the labyrinth. And Phil is old, because I guess he used his powers... Uh, so the psychics teleport away as the cyborgs finally reach the, the beach and she's like, oh no, I got there too late. But he finds the, the locket that Nine was wearing. It's a very important locket. Apparently. Right. Well, the locket has to also be in scene Z. So we need to establish in scene K why it gets there. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, cyborgs are now uh, talking about time travel. Two's like, that's impossible. But one's like, no, they can reach the speed of light and travel parallel universes, and time is a subjective concept, and Seven quotes from Shakespeare. Well, time well, specifically, blah, blah, blah. They, specifically, they ask, they're like, how is that possible? To, go fa- to, to t- travel through time, you need to be able to go faster than light or just jump between parallel universes. And, and like, then one both. from the back is like... They can do both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they talk about time travel for a very long time until three cuts in is it, and is like, this isn't helpful. And I'm like, yes, you're right. This isn't helpful. She's fucking pissed because her boyfriend has been time warped too. They yeah. don't even know where. And she's like, do you have any ideas how we can figure out where he is and how we can get to him? And everyone's like, uh, no. Look around the room and everybody's shrugging. <laughs> no. So we cut to a city in ruins uh, where Nine wakes up alone in the rain. He he looks up, he sees the blonde, and he says, like, oh, this all seems so familiar. And Nine goes, hey, where are we? And she's just fucking... <laughs> she goes out, out on him. I know, right? She, like, just sends out lots of these psychic waves. Uh, Nine accelerates, he grabs her arm, which makes her useless for a while. As you do. Until she remembers, oh, yeah, I can shock cyborgs. Yeah, <laughs> she just, like, like she was them. using her hands to shoot these psychic waves, and he grabs her hands, and, like, she struggles for a bit. like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking psychic. And he starts blasting his mind. <laughs> Oh, right, I just use my hands because it, like, is easier to visualize. Right, basically. (laughs) Yeah, she's, like, all aggro right now, despite being, like, not that earlier. Yeah, she was really like, are we sure these guys are our enemies in the last episode? But now she's just like, yo, fuck this guy. Fuck knife, fuck you, you sent me back here, how dare you? (laughs) Um, He mentions the medallion, and and she's like, oh, where, where did you get that? And he... Sidesteps that and goes, well, it was on a, a boy who died. <laughs> and she freaks out about this. <laughs> she gets all incredibly upset. She's like, I don't, I didn't know him. And But Nine's like, but you knew his name was Nicholas. You yelled it out. And, and this makes her matter. <laughs> she's like, oh, my memory. She clutches her head. Like, oh, I can't remember. Um, they're then interrupted by like some noise, like a tone. And then a very, very large explosion happens. At the tone, it will be boom o'clock. Yes. It looks like an orbital laser or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. It is big round Welcome explosion. to laser one. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. And it, and it blows them, blows them off their feet. Uh, we're back on the beach where Three is holding the medallion. It's very sad. Two's watching her. Uh, there's a long scene retreat. Two tries to comfort her. It doesn't work because he's a dumbass. He says the line at the end. I just made a fool out of myself. And that's the whole thing. She's sad. So we should probably preface this with the next seven to eight minutes of this episode are just exposition and flashback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We literally get all the plot that they could have put in the last three episodes right now. Yep. Strap in. So yes, we're back in uh, back to nine. Uh, the Lena is crying over Nicholas, and she's finally seeming to be get her memories back. Remembers who he was. And then we quickly cut back to the psychic space. Uh, Mai is talking to Phil telepathically. Doesn't matter. We're back to nine. Nine is explaining to <laughs> Lena that Nicholas was killed by a, a Vader fo- force choke, and and Lena goes, "Oh well, we've all been following uh, Professor." Gamos? Gamo. Gamo's yeah. orders. So that means it had to be either Mai or Kane, but why would they do that? And, and like, oh well, we all did this because we needed the professor's help. 
And so we flash back uh, to the psychic standing outside of Professor Gamow's home, knocking on his door. They're all old. So it's back when, like, in Russia. Yeah, they look like beef jerky and shit. Yes. Yeah, they're all very old, and they're like, we need your help to reverse our aging. They also explicitly mention that he's part of Black Ghost here, yes. which makes something that happens at the end really fucking yeah. weird. Yes. The, it, yeah. It's funny. He goes, they go to the door, and he answers. They're like, are you Professor Asmo? He's like, yeah. He's like, you're, you're the guy who works for Black Ghost, right? He's like, yeah. yeah. He's asking. Like, no, he, he then gives a speech about how I'm as, tell everybody who comes to my front door. He gives a speech about, hey, as long as he's paying the bills, I will be loyal to him to my death. <laughs> Something about brand loyalty. Absolutely. So yeah, back in the the psychic base, um, Phil and Meyer talking about rescuing Lena. They're like, well, we didn't actually make it to the labyrinth because my powers failed. My Something, Something like, fucked up. Uh, so we should be able to get her back. But then Mai's like, why do you even want her back, Phil? You don't even like her. And Phil's like, oh, actually, I realized I do like her. We might be siblings after all. And I shouldn't have been such a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he starts crying. And of course, Kane, Shadow the Hedgehog, is watching from above. And he humps and walks away because he's very evil. Mai's like, at least you remember some of your past. <laughs> Uh, Mai's like, okay, we need to concentrate our minds and, and focus to rescue Lena, but we're going to need more people, and I got an idea. <laughs> the idea is putting out a Craigslist ad. Yes. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in the ruined city, uh, more explosions are happening. Uh, Lena's like, this land is in a constant state of war. It never ends. We're actually back in the time I'm from, which is the future of <gasps> your world. No. Getting like a Days of Future past shit going. <laughs> Basically. And Nine is completely aghast that the future is like, you know, this fucked up. And to be clear, we have hit the level of theoretical super war where they very explicitly say, we don't even know why there's war going on anymore. Yep. We yep. just do it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Lena's like, level. all of history was erased, so we have no idea why we're fighting and... You know, we're fighting so long, we don't think we have a future. And then she picks up a doll? I yeah. Don't know she, she then, like, plays with this doll while narrating for the next, like, three minutes. I they needed something to fill the visuals. Basically. Yeah, because she then talks about, like, how they must have developed psychic powers as an evolutionary necessity for protection. Which... From future hellscape. Okay. Um, so then the psychics, the three of them, Lena, Phil, and Nicholas, were together. They didn't want to fight. And one day they came across a journal that had some of the past in it about peaceful times and realized that war didn't have to be all the time. This isn't normal, folks. No. So like, okay, let's time travel and we'll change time. Which is before they met Mai, so I don't know... Mine's still on a time travel? Yes. Th- yeah, this is kind of out of order here. I think <laughs> it's just like, like well, you know, maybe we could find a psychic who could go to the past. Yeah. And then, then they did. Yeah, they meet Kane and Mai, and they concentrate their minds to go back in the past, but it all went wrong. Nicholas was actually separated from the rest of them, and they all went into the labyrinth. And then she also mentions that Nicholas was her boyfriend. And he was so. my boyfriend. Dead boyfriend. Um... So they don't they don't explain it at all. They just go, and then we go out of the labyrinth. Don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about how. We I got, got a question here. So they have these psychic powers that allow them to like travel back in time and shit. And presumably in the future, in the flashback, they had the same powers that they do in the present. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So like they had such a like bullshit time running around this ruined city, escaping from these stupid robots and shit. They can teleport. 
Yeah. You would think. Teleport someplace. I, I think it's a case of they had oh, some brain yeah. powers. I, I think it's mentioned and then later. What's his name? Yes. Like, boosted yeah. the fuck out he of him. He asked them. them. Yeah, it's mentioned later. But yeah, they call the labyrinth, but oh no, they were beef jerky. Um, which yeah, is, so that cut at the start two episodes was actually them arriving from time, basically. Yeah, they then went to the professor because he was the foremost expert in psychic powers. I guess this was written in the journal? Yeah. And then he betrayed them. He made them more powerful, but he erased their memories and brainwashed them. And the aging, like, uh, it isn't permanently fixed, so they have to keep going back to him. And they haven't yep. managed to find a solution to this yet. They need a refresh every once in a while. Basically. Yeah. You need more juice. She then just puts down the doll she picked up earlier. <laughs> it's it's a metaphor, probably. I guess so. So then there's uh... It's a metaphor, probably. <laughs> Cyborg 009. <laughs> Do you get it? I don't know. Then, uh, uh, this, like, oh, God, this, like, very, um, Star Wars robot, um, the ones with the long faces. In, the like, the, the Killbot, yeah. The, the prequel ones, yeah. It, the the, co- oh, the, the Killbot from KOTOR yeah. shows up. Uh, and, a, and the ship appears above them, and they go and hide. They're called sweepers, and they kill all the survivors, and things like... So, well, not only do they bomb this place, they also send people to kill everyone who scurried away from the bomb place. Yeah, every, everyone's dead. And I was like, why would they do that? And Lena's like, I don't know, but that's Black Ghost for you. What the? <laughs> and then goes, great line, your enemy is who? <laughs> and I'm like, keep up, Nine. It's Black, it's Black Ghost. The guy you've been, you've been fighting. It's Black Ghost. Yeah, the fucking Nine freaks out about Black Ghost existing in the future. Like, he sees it like he failed in the past to stop Black Ghost. And so, like, he just starts freaking out and getting angry. Nine just blue screens at this point of just like, yeah. what? Yeah, no. like, Lena's like, Black Ghost responsible for all this destruction. And it's like, oh, no. The, basically, the one core power of all shonen protagonists gets ruined here, which is his hope for the future gets destroyed. <laughs> and that's, for an anime protagonist, that's brutal. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hard. Oh, yeah. You hit him where it hurts. So, like, just to go in on this for a second... Black Ghost is the one who caused all of this. Yes. Lena specifically yes. states that they went back in time to stop Black Ghost. Mm-hmm. And then they went to a Black Ghost scientist to unage. And explicitly said, you're a Black Ghost scientist, right? And this is why we need antitrust laws, because if Black Ghost can be the only <laughs> monopoly of evil scientists in the entire world, how are they supposed to get their powers in check? And yeah, and the other thing too is reminder. He told them that before the brainwash. Yeah, <laughs> like he was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm Black Ghost. Why? What, what do you need? And they're like, oh fuck. Well, we do need to. We need to not be mummies. But I really hate this guy. <laughs> I feel that these are the type of people that do like the research. They look on the ad at Craigslist and like they just go for the first thing they see. They don't yes. do any research. They don't like, look around for better deals. But like Lena can read minds. She says this earlier. It's also true. Yes, she could have picked up this man's She's like, vibes oh, at you, any point. You guys actually want to beat us up, and it's like Lena. Oh god. Anyway, so nine. Doesn't believe it's Black Ghost. And it's like nine. Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> they're then cut off by some random man uh, being attacked. Nine's like, oh, we must have failed in the past, so I can go save this man. 
Uh, the robots shoot the man as Nine like jumps up and punches them and destroys them, but it, it's too late. The man, the man is dead. Um, the action that Joe jo just took is completely futile, and it, he might as well have not done it at all. Him makes sad. you think. Him very sad right now. We do get a "What are we fighting for?" line. <laughs> yeah, which, yes. Yeah. yeah and we're right in a he little basically bit, yeah. lets out a big "No, this <laughs> yeah. can't be happening. What am I fighting for?" <laughs> like more robots appear. Nine's like, oh, we clearly failed to stop Black Ghost. What were we fighting for? And it's so good. Imagine if, if the symbology was honey and it was being just labeled on and on this in a giant pile getting thicker and thicker and it wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. That's this whole episode. <laughs> All right, so after a very long time in the future, uh, we cut back three is sad on a couch. Mai then sends a message through the locket to the cyborg. So the locket, the transmitter they kept. For some reason. Check some reason. Locket. So two is saying, shouldn't trust them. Five says it's a trap, but we should do it anyway. And Gilmore agrees. Four's like, yeah, this is definitely a trap. But uh, three's like, no, no, Lena went through as well. So two is like, they must miss her. Like, uh, we miss nine. So maybe they're on the up and up. We go back to the beach where Mai just like <laughs> it's not even like teleports in. She like comes from like below the screen. She just whoops, whoops up on the screen. Uh, says, "I know this seems like a trap, but trust me, I'm I'm not leading you into a trap." This kid is sad, and I just want to not make him sad. Uh, back in the future, Nine is attacking all robots. This is very depressed and moody. You can't see his face; it's all hair. He's extremely depressed, and he's like, "Oh, we did in the past is meaningless. The fight goes on and on. End episode. And the best part is this does imply that Nine has not even thought about the possibility that this is another universe, which is really wild considering he's already had to deal with that mm, twice. Right. <laughs> also made me think that if you're trapped in the future, you're not in the past to stop Black Ghost, so... Maybe there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> but, like God. you said, though, he's, yeah, like, he's an anime protagonist, so like, if hope for the future is lost, it's just that. And yeah, so that's, that was that's his only. It. That's all he's got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> God episode forty one is is a lot. It, it is hard to really convey just how much explaining happens here. Yeah, I went through it as basically yeah. fast as possible. And I cut out some stuff that that was, I hope, unimportant. <laughs> Yeah, and and no joke, everyone. Like before this podcast recording, I was like, "Team, we're gonna need to go pretty quick." <laughs> yes. So I'm glad we managed to get done in about an hour. Because holy shit, do they dump plot on you? Like, I guess it it kind of makes up for it. The fact that 39 and 40 kind of aren't as much, but then holy moly, 41 just whew, again all just the plot on that could have been like breadcrumbed along these three episodes. Is just explained by yeah. Lena in the la- in the back half of, of this course. episode. Yeah, it's Lena pretty just, bad pacing. Lena just gets her memories back and now is now going to explain immediately the whole fills yeah. in everything. It was legitimately when you like timestamped it because I kept having to go back because it was writing one <laughs> thing and the next thing happens like oh my gosh shop shop Lena stop I need an action scene please uh, I mean actually like the timestamps it was like seven or eight minutes of just like in the future talking. <laughs> Yeah, zero zero nine. Uh, sorry, we asked for plot. You can go back to the stupid episodes. Where's the sports episode? <laughs> yeah. Give us one of those. Can, When's can baseball? Baseball four, win. I want four yeah. fighting himself again. That was that was that was easy. It made no sense. 
I just want to get a full stage play episode of Seven. Yes. That's all I want. I want to see Seven acting. That's what I yeah, want. I think I want it all that be like Romeo the... and Juliet or something. I, I want that to be the final episode before the four episode finale arc. <laughs> you know how like every every show has to have a few episodes right before the end actually starts where like nothing fucking happens. Like in Champloo where they turn into zombies and play baseball. I want that, but seven in a play. Or in Eureka <laughs> Seven, during the middle of like a dramatic crisis in the universe, they stop and play soccer for an episode. Yep. Wait, wait, does Baby get a part in the play? Yes. Yes. It's Mercutio. Yeah. <laughs> the, baby, the baby is the titular King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, till next time, everyone. <laughs> Space anime. He's meaningless and the fight goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs>